Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, Diana. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you back. And the last time you were here was recently, right before the lunar eclipse that we had and that we also did a beautiful celebration and ceremony for uh, during that exact same day. So I'm really excited for us to really tie this together and bring in what this upcoming total solar eclipse means. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners for those that haven't uh, met you or heard our previous episodes. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Diana Wesley. Um, I'm an evolutionary astrologer, which means I focus on looking at, at kind of, you know, our um, astrological birth charts and in different charts via the lens of our soul's growth and evolution and development over the course of many lifetimes, um, as well as kind of our evolutionary growth opportunities in this lifetime. Um, I also do a lot of work with goddesses and and um, bringing in asteroids and dwarf planets and other celestial um, points in order to kind of round out the um, the experience and the story of the birth chart. So I bring in a lot of divine feminine figures and things like that, which you'll see a little bit in the podcast today. Um, but that's kind of my um, astrological style in a nutshell. <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And so we have uh, an amazing, beautiful new moon coming up. We've moved from the Scorpio season into Sagittarius. And I think many of us can feel that because Sagittarius is so different from this very watery inward sign. And now we go into this more like a little bit more extroverted fire sign. And I think many of us have felt that shift. And I think that also what I've seen is that since we had the lunar eclipse, a lot of processes have started around this time and maybe it's things coming up from the subconscious or in dreams people have either been feeling very energized or very tired and now leading up i feel like this solar eclipse will be like a like a really beautiful um new cycle that will help us move forward from what we've just learned from this lunar eclipse. So we also want to mention before you start talking about the astrology that we had this beautiful online ceremony and gathering and meditation for the lunar eclipse. And we want to also offer a similar type of 
ceremony, but focused on this solar eclipse in Sagittarius, uh, which is a new moon, which really is about new beginnings and starting a new cycle. And at the same time, it's almost like we are still releasing with this south node. So uh, this event will be recorded this time because we see that it's also great to have the practices and meditations to do whenever it's possible during the upcoming weekend and the upcoming week even because it's the energy is so strong we can still feel the lunar eclipse so this energy of the solar eclipse will be felt for so long so if you want to join me and diana connecting with astrology goddess energy like a lot of release work and and uh, connecting with this fire element uh, you can check that out in the show notes and i want to hand it over to you to talk why this uh, solar eclipse is and this new moon is so important. Yeah, so this has been kind of an interesting eclipse season so far. Um, so the lunar eclipse was in Taurus um, and, and the sun was in Scorpio. And so this was kind of illuminating the upcoming nodal axis, which is our upcoming evolutionary growth opportunity. And so even though that was a full moon and, and there was this emphasis on, you know, kind of culmination and things reaching their peak and their fullness, there was also this new energy kind of flooding in with the lunar eclipse. Um, whereas with this solar eclipse, it's actually our final eclipse on the the Sagittarius and Gemini axis. And the North Node has been in Gemini for the past almost 18 months. The South Node has been in Sagittarius for that amount of time. Um, and, and really quickly, the North Node is, is our evolutionary growth opportunity. It's something that we're moving toward. The South Node is kind of a point of release, something that we've overdone, an area where we can get kind of stuck and limited in past patterns and um, in old ways of, of thinking about things and doing things. And so again, we're, we're experiencing this, this final eclipse um, on this axis of learning, of wisdom, of mental expansion and contraction. And so um, with the solar eclipse, this total solar eclipse happening in Sagittarius, it's aligned with the south node um, with this point of release. So even though it's about new beginnings, it's also about releasing the old, releasing the past. Um, what's really interesting about this eclipse is that the ruling planet of the north node in Gemini, which tells us something about our evolutionary growth opportunity right now, is Mercury, and it's sitting with the solar eclipse. And so we have this, um, like the, the vision I get is almost of like an Ouroboros, like the snake eating itself. <laughs> we have a new beginning, we have an ending, it's all recycling um, and kind of, you know, this, this old energy is leaving and new energy is beginning. It feels like we're going around in circles, um, but really something new is happening. We are shedding something, we are beginning something new, um, but it's, it's a very strange energy <laughs> to kind of have to sit with, to sit with the old while waiting for the new, to feel this, this energy and this exuberance for um, planting seeds and, and, and experiencing new beginnings, while also recognizing that so much of this newness is coming from 
death is coming from release, is coming from the shedding of old skins, of old beliefs, of old ways of being. Um, and so it's a very, very powerful energy, but it's also really intense. Um, it feels like we have to hold space for a lot of duality to be both wanting to begin new things and move forward with this new moon energy while also having to release so much um, with the south node part um, kind of being engaged in this, this eclipse. And, um, and also with that North Node ruler kind of coming back around and saying, you know, there's this opportunity to release old beliefs, but we also need to be writing new stories um, and we need to be doing it all at the same time. And so that's kind of the energy we're working with right now. So some people are feeling really energized by this, like Sharon was saying, some people just feel really exhausted <laughs> because it feels like a lot. It feels like so much is shifting. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard to know where to focus our energy. And so if you're feeling that way, um, it's okay to just kind of sit with these feelings and, and see what emerges over time. Um, there's no need to rush during eclipses. Actually, it's really encouraged that we don't rush into new things, that we just kind of um, see what comes up and, and allow it for now. Um, and yeah, just kind of finding grounding, finding peace as we navigate all of these things that are coming up, these things that are wanting to be let go of, these things that are, are coming in and inviting us into new adventures and new journeys, and just kind of observing it and, and waiting. Um, there's more astrology um, for this eclipse, but I'll pause there. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, Sharon, um, and reflections just on that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's, I love the symbol of the snake. Like you said, that it's like this eternal cycle and uh, that we are also, and like you said, actually, it's been a very, like, polar experience because it's been like going from energized to being very tired I think it's like this huge it's like we are in the season of yin and resting and then this energy comes in but at the same time this the moon is slowly fading away it, I realized today that also in myself in my own cycle it's time to go into a, a deeper rest and then this energy outside of us is like giving like a lot of energy. And, and so it's like trying to balance within oneself these total different energies. Um, I'm also thinking about how important a solar eclipse is and a total solar eclipse when the sun completely goes dark in ancient times, it's been so much mythology around this. And it's a really powerful time in so many ways it's an auspicious time and seeing that with like it's if you are in a place on earth where you can see that it's it can, it's not strange that ancient peoples were like very um fascinated with this and we're and i'm thinking about the sun so it's getting eclipsed out and then we're now coming closer and closer we are get, going darker and darker right now because the sun is fading and now it gets eclipsed out so it's extra darkness 
and then moving towards the, the uh, winter solstice when in the northern hemisphere at least it wakes up again so it's very symbolic to have this right now and to end the year like this because it probably sets the tone for next year as well and what happens so how what happens maybe some people don't know exactly what an, the eclipse is like how does it happen that the sun goes dark like that yeah, so um, there are kind of these two points in um, the, so it's it's kind of hard to visualize um, without an, an image, but basically the earth is orbiting um, around the sun, around the star at the center of our solar system. And then the moon has its own orbit around the earth. And so when the moon crosses the earth's orbit around the sun, um, there's these two points that that happens at. And when, um, when that happens, um, we both have the moon kind of at this um, it's, it's basically at the, the nodes. This is, this is the two nodal points of the moon, the north and the south node that we're talking about in astrology. But there's also this alignment of the moon and the sun and the earth that creates these eclipses. And so with the lunar eclipse, um, this is basically, um, you know, the, the earth's shadow um, getting casted on um, the moon. Um, by the sun. So the earth kind of comes in between the two. And instead of the moon getting fully illuminated, the earth's shadow gets, gets casted on the moon because of the way they're aligned. Um, whereas with the, the new moon solar eclipse, um, this is the moon's shadow getting casted on the sun. Um, and so, so when that happens, um, it, it appears that the sun has, has gone dark, um, but really it's kind of getting blotted out by the moon and um, by its, its shadow. And so when we think about it in that way, um, the moon in astrology represents our unconscious self, our unconscious mind. The sun is our conscious self. Um, and so our unconscious is kind of shading out or, or taking over um, for a spell during a solar eclipse in order to illuminate something that's that's deeply held that's within us and um, that's in our own kind of internal darkness something that that's hidden from us maybe in order to both help us maybe own those parts of ourselves so recognize these things that are unconsciously driving our lives um, and maybe release some of them and so again with this solar eclipse happening in Sagittarius. Um, Sagittarius is associated with the beliefs that drive our lives. And so there are probably a lot of unconscious beliefs we hold, um, unconscious truths that we've just kind of accepted, maybe that we've taken on from others, maybe truths that we've kind of created over time to feel more stable um, and, and feel like there's some tangible truth that we, we can really hold on to and cling to. But this eclipse is saying, which of those beliefs, which of those truths um, that we've been holding on to is limiting us at this point which of them is keeping us from growing from evolving from 
um, you know, kind of being able to step into new truths that, that we, that are maybe more aligned with who we are today and who we're becoming. Um, and so there's a really big opportunity for that with the solar eclipse, especially with Mercury involved, because Mercury is dispassionate. Um, whereas Jupiter, um, which is, you know, the ruling planet of Sagittarius, Sagittarius as a sign is very passionate, it's fire. And so we have this dispassionate planet, um, helping us look at our beliefs and at these truths through a new lens um, and, and be more objective about them. So we can say, is this really true? Is this true for me? Is this true for everyone? Is this true of the world? Um, or is it something that I've created an emotional attachment to because it's kept me safe in the past, because it's kept me um, stable or okay in some way? And Mercury can then help us say, okay, like this this is, is not an ultimate truth. This was a truth that I needed at some point in time. And it can help us dispassionately um, release and, and detach from some of these old beliefs that are just kind of keeping us stuck. And so um, beliefs can look like anything. It can look like a belief about our worthiness. Um, it can look like a belief about, you know, our ability to expand our horizons even. Um, and there's, there's all kinds of beliefs that we hold. So it's just kind of, it's, it's not necessarily about religion or spirituality, which I think we sometimes um, can get kind of stuck in when we're thinking about beliefs and, and ultimate truths. Um, there's definitely that within, you know, religion and, and spiritual experience, but, but this can be literally anything. The belief that I can't go back to school because it's too late. I can't switch to a new career path because, you know, I've, I've spent too much time in this other one and now I'm just stuck. Like, these are all beliefs. They're not necessarily 100% true, but they're deeply held. Um, and so kind of looking at all of that and, and allowing ourselves to kind of um, yeah, just break free, liberate ourselves from that. Um, and, you know, this is actually one more kind of powerful thing happening with this eclipse is that it's also making a conjunction or sitting kind of right next to the great attractor, um, which is the point in our universe that the galaxy is being pulled towards. And there's a lot we don't know about the great attractor at this point, like, why our galaxy is being pulled toward this point in Sagittarius. It's at about 14 degrees of Sagittarius. This eclipse is happening at 12 degrees, so really close. Um, but the fact that all things are being pulled toward this point, this kind of mysterious point, um, suggests that maybe it's it's something to do with our purpose, our reason for being, you know, so much of the Sagittarian goal um, or call is to understand the, the purpose and the meaning of all of this. What's the meaning of life is such a Sagittarian question. And so the great attractor is, is pulling us um, towards some you know, point um, that we don't fully understand why. And so the great attractor might be kind of opening up something within us um, during this eclipse around our, our greater calling, our greater reason for being. Um, 
there's also a, a quality of kind of death or change about the great attractor because it is asking us to, um, yeah, to kind of let go of the known in order to embrace the unknown. It's, it's pulling us toward this unknown, whether we like it or not. <laughs> um, that's just the direction our galaxy is headed. And so there is this quality of, again, kind of the death of old things, having to embrace change, embrace these major shifts when we're talking about the great attractor, which is also the energy of a solar eclipse. Um, and so there's just a lot of really powerful energy energy happening with this eclipse, we're being pulled in some direction, we're really having to release old things in order to get ourselves to this new place. Um, but it's just really powerful. New truths are emerging um, as we shed old ones. Things that we maybe never thought were possible um, are, are going to become possible. But first, we have to let go of these limitations, these beliefs that tell us that, that you know, um, yeah, that, that certain things are impossible. <laughs> we have to let that go in order for new things to become possible. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on with this eclipse, but, um, but yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> and more? <laughs> yeah, so much. It's so great. And I, th I like everything that you're talking about and this expansiveness of this like for me Sagittarius is also like when we start you know because we can have uh, knowledge and information but then like this wisdom aspect and tapping into um, this higher in, it's like like for me when you were talking it looked it sounds like we open up our crown and everything to to have this higher understanding of things we start to since it's also the ninth uh, sign we have gone through an evolution in ourselves from this deep inner work from the eighth to the ninth mm -hmm. and and then when we step into the next sign and move out of this season of the fire and into the earth we really take that and ground it into what we're doing really as a human here but it's still like for that to occur we have to have some type of um i love that it's all about like like acquiring some like experience of life and to also like move beyond boundaries and and these type of um like it's almost like also uniting in a way this sign i'm just thinking about the energy it's it's so it's like a wise energy that we're receiving um so i can imagine that it's going to be a lot of downloads from that and and a lot of uh, important experiences through this month and um, and then as we move into this more earthed sign in a couple of weeks then we maybe can like feel feel what what the, because everything is happening fast like fire is like it's fast and it's upward but it's soft at the same time so it has this changing um quality with it so 
it's a lot of that right now. And I'm really looking forward to this eclipse because I think that it, it feels like we're closing one chapter from the full moon that we had. Now, as the moon is getting darker and darker, we are asked now for the upcoming days to go more within. Um, and then for me, like the shadow of the moon is like, uh, it's th this, this part of the moon, the dark moon, which we go into is a very intuitive feminine quality. And that's when we can do a lot of like internal work and healing and work intuitively. So it's a lot about intuition around this time. Although we're thinking about the sun a lot, but it's getting dark. So the, the intuitive feminine dark energy will uh, take over this. It's almost like going in and, and seeing beyond the eyes because without the outside light, we have to go in. So I'm really excited for us to share this, uh, this recorded online ceremony that everyone can do at home. And of course, connect with us if anything comes up or you need guidance or if you did do, because I think that when working intuitively, dreams are very important if, if you are joining in for this celebration and meditation with me and Diana. Um, these upcoming days is very good to pay attention to your dreams and, and symbols and things that are coming up because I think that we can work very much on that level as well. So the link uh, for that, um, to purchase that, to get the, to join in, you can click in the link in the show notes or you can connect with me or Diana uh, if you want more information. Uh, and of course, if you do decide to join, you can always connect with us and let us know how it goes or if any questions come up after you've done the practices and the rituals and the meditations that we will provide you with. And do you have anything else, Diana, that you want to share before we close the call? Um, I, I just love the way that you described the fire. I think this is definitely, um, you know, fire does move quickly. And yet with the sun being kind of shaded out, which is the main kind of fiery body <laughs> in our solar system. Um, there is this, this quality of, of both embracing kind of the fire, but, but maybe more at the fire within um, than, than kind of externalizing that, that fire energy, um, working with, with kind of rerouting the fire within us if it's um, stuck or kind of again clinging to old things, um, allowing it to burn those things away so that we can kind of open ourselves up to new possibilities, new potentials. Um, and, you know, I didn't touch on the goddesses here. Um, I will just say really quickly, um, we do have Sekhmet, um, this Egyptian goddess mm -hmm. who often is featured with a lion head um, and is a, um, has kind of this sun dial or sun um, 
imagery um, usually kind of above her as well. Um, and, and she is gonna be heavily featured in this eclipse. And, um, and she has both a healing quality and also kind of this quality of fire, of anger, of rage. Um, she has a warrior quality about her. And so, um, so you can definitely call on Sekhmet as you're working with this eclipse energy. Um, she does have the feminine, the yin, the healing, but there's also something about owning and harnessing that fire, um, harnessing that fire, um, maybe anger, maybe rage, maybe allowing that to be kind of burned through if it's been, um, you know, kind of keeping you stuck in old ways of being. We have Vesta, another goddess um, associated with fire, um, who's really powerful under this eclipse. And we also have Lilith. Um, and so we'll talk more about those goddesses during our, our workshop and um, our ceremony that we'll be putting together. But I just wanted to put those out there as well. If you work with any of those goddesses um, or if you feel called to kind of, you know, lean on on their support and their guidance um, over the course of this week and during the eclipse, they're powerful guides to work with. Um, but otherwise, um, you know, this is this is a powerful energy. If it feels like too much, um, that's okay. <laughs> it, it can feel like a lot to be processing all of this stuff internally. Um, I think one of the most important things to remember this week is just, you know, resting and releasing is really powerful right now. If we can stay away from reacting too much, that can be helpful. Um, the time to take action, maybe after the eclipse, like we may have to take certain actions this week, but if it's really big, if it's like life-changing and we can hold off just a little bit longer, um, maybe just giving ourselves some time to kind of process everything that's happening before we, um, you know, maybe end a relationship or, or make some big decision that's, um, that's, yeah, maybe, maybe just giving ourselves time, um, because there can definitely be a lot of emotions that come up. And, um, and just giving ourselves some time to really sit with those can help us um, as we're, we're taking next steps. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really excited <laughs> um, for this ceremony and, and this eclipse work. And um, yeah, hope that you all enjoy it. Yeah, thank you so much, Diana. Thank you for sharing. And definitely we will be working with the goddesses, very powerful. So thank you so much. And I hope that we see as much as many of you uh, in this virtual online uh, ceremony. And if you do have any questions um, now, you can connect with us. Otherwise, you have the link in the show notes. You can read more there. And yeah, have a beautiful solar eclipse, everyone. And thank you, Diana. Thank you, Sharon. Thank Bye. you.